0: welcome aboard i'm brad i'm eric and i'm scott welcome to my ship story podcast
1: this is a podcast where we invite crew members both past and present
2: to tell their stories about life at sea so come up to the pool bar and grab a drink
0: sit back relax because it's time for my My ship Ship story Story. (laughs) that was terrible Hey, everybody. Welcome back to this show. Oh, my gosh, this is kind of weird. Like, this is my first time hosting in <laughs> in a long time because it's been twenty twenty three. Brad, Brad. And, and you know, yeah, Brad's been giving us a hard time to, you know, get some guests on and stuff. But uh, I got uh, I got my buddy Stu on that a, was a comedian back on the ships when I was there. Always a funny guy. Before we get to Stu and bring him on, let's uh, visit with Brad and Eric and see what's happening in their nick of the woods. Eric, what's going on? I mean, it,
1: not to bring down the room, but considering what just happened this week here in Nashville, it's pretty it's pretty crazy. But let's just move away from that. You know, most of my stuff is the same old, you know, real estate's picking up, gotten a lot busier, trying to rehab my house and trying to rehab my dad. That's about it.
0: Uh, Brad, what's going on? With the uh with the low riding cap like well, you can see I'm a little bundled up today because
2: uh it's kind of chilly. We have no heat in the house because uh <laughs> my heat is from a propane tank. Eric and Stu, you probably guys you guys don't understand this, oh, but no,
1: I had a propane tank before.
2: Oh, really? Really, yeah, really, yeah. yeah. So my heat is from a propane tank and the line from the propane tank to the house got a leak in it so I'm getting that repaired well that's and
1: important so, well yeah very <laughs> yeah. kind of do you know where and, the leak is because that's gonna be really dangerous
2: well it's in the leak from the tank to the house somewhere okay so there. it's not in the
0: house No, it's in the house. Okay. No, no,
2: no. Uh, No, No, I know for sure it's not in the house.
0: Bad for a smoker.
2: (laughs) Yes. Uh, No, I know it's not in the house. I know it's from the from the tank to the to the house. So uh, we're getting that uh, line replaced, but the guys have dug the line out, taken it all away, and are waiting on a new line. No. To come in. So uh, oh, what a pain. We don't have any heat. Luckily it's not too cold.
1: Quick question on that. So when we had ours, and I have a friend who has one here in, in the outside areas of Nashville, she just has a huge one and then she just fills it during the summer when it's cheapest and it lasts her like a full year. So she only fills it up once a year in the summer.
2: Yeah, it's a bitch because uh they come and they fill it and then you have this huge bill you know yeah, yeah, when it starts getting low now. yeah when it starts getting low then they come and fill it up again so it's not like a constant bill it's just like a
0: huge bill all of a sudden when they kind yeah, of fun your propane i remember
1: tank. when i had those it, it wasn't fun no
0: yeah. i was like damn i mean damn. it sucks just refilling a propane tank for my grill <laughs> that's, that's a, a house well yeah. so so like okay so <laughs> I'll take yeah, the last week or the week before or both i can't remember but you know i told you that i'm keeping in my my i think i'm just getting old like you know where i fell when i was spraying somebody's um yard well, yesterday I had a part in a commercial as a barbecue uh, uh, commercial for a Oklahoma lottery that'll be out pretty soon. But in that, you know, right before we started, they're like, all right, if everybody go down to location one. I turned around and I took a step. Literally, I tripped over a twig and bit it like like on the pavilion and really banged up my my knee. So now my knee is swollen. I'm walking with a hobble. And my birthday is tomorrow and I have a soul, you know, my, my shoulder surgery is tomorrow on my birthday. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to walk in this place like a 70 year old guy. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, happy freaking birthday. Yeah. But, um, that sucks. Well, cool. cool. What
2: what are you going to be, Scott? Are you going to be 55? Double nickel. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what it just keeps getting worse it does keep getting worse like you know, i i think i hurt my bicep. It just keep, it's just down like
1: i'm not kidding i hurt my bicep sleeping like <laughs> I, I can't even like i go to pick something up with my left arm and i'm like oh i can't even pick up my 10 my 10 pound dog without my arm hurting yeah. and i'm
0: like what the fuck is going on like is this what i have to look forward to that's yeah. crazy. I was, I was telling my uncle about it today or about my, you know, my birthday stuff. He's like, well, at least, you know, when you, when you hit 55, then, uh, you know, if you're, if you're one of these, uh, statistics that where you were born on your birthday and you died on your birthday, um, then, you know, when people are like, eh, well, you know, he lived a good life. That's the age that we are now. Like there's so much that he has looked forward to. No, we've, we've been there, Yeah, but, um, but anyway, so, Hey, let's, uh, let's break into the show and get Stu in here. And, um, See what Stu's stories are from the cruise ship days as a comedian. Stu, uh, I'm glad to have you here. Welcome to the show. Hey, it's nice nice to be here. I mean, hey, I'm 63 years
3: old. It's I'm I'm I'm, I'm staying up past nine o'clock. This is amazing. (laughs) I hear you. You you young guys are complaining about pains. Look, I'm 63. I'm at the edge right now where I can pull a muscle
0: wiping my ass. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, you know, I, I it took me a second to recognize you because you had. Dark hair. Uh, I don't, hey, right now, I got the
3: uh, Michael Landon gray hair. Back then, I had the, the you know the black hair. You know, we're, we're all getting old, and hey, yep. it, it, it's just the way it is. I'm I'm on Social Security now. A couple months ago, I had I had a job. I was selling hearing aids over the phone. That didn't work out. <laughs> I I do. I do miss the cruise ship days because when we were cruising in the 90s, that's when it was was a personal cruise. You met the people, the passengers. We we all hung out. It was great. And the crew members are great. Now it's more corporate. You know, it's like they're turning into Vegas. They just want you to spend more money and more money. More money. And you do not get a money, chance to hang out with the entertainers. You know, you when mentioned was the, the last time you were on, like when did you finally leave Ships? Well, I, I left ships in two thousand seven because uh I don't know if you know this, but my great grandfather was a famous uh comedian. Uh he actually he worked on the Titanic. Oh wow and uh no he he, he said it was a tough crowd. <laughs> uh, <laughs> He <laughs> it was up on the deck, you know, and people weren't laughing. And he finally said, you guys are acting like you got hit by a fucking iceberg. I mean, you know, <laughs> uh, and, and the band was playing. So that, that's where I got my comedy from.
0: So, hey, Stu, uh, uh, you, now you mentioned on the ships and stuff, I was noticing your pictures behind you on the wall. Is that Captain and And who's the guy above them? Is that Tony oh, okay. Orlando? I think that's Engelbert Humperdinck. I, I toured with Engelbert Humperdinck for uh, nine years. Oh, wow.
3: We did, we did oh, Vegas. Wow. Engelbert was, is a legend because – when he, when he was coming in, like, in 1976, 77, you know, even earlier, like 67, he was friends with Elvis Presley. Elvis had the uh, the sideburns, and he stole them from Engelbert Humperdinck. Eng would always tell me that he would go to uh, Elvis, a hey Elvis, you know uh, – I'm the first guy that had those uh, sideburns. And Elvis would tell him, and hey, baby, if it look good on you, it's going to look good on me. <laughs> and uh, they, they they were friends, you know. Uh, Engelbrook was the nicest guy, but he never did anything for himself. He always had, you know, uh, the assistant. And we were traveling on the road for like two, three weeks. We finally get to Vegas and we're working at Bally's. And I said, hey, Enge, I got to go do my laundry. We've been on the road for like 10 days, two weeks. He said, yeah, hey, come up here. I go up to a suite. He says, take your laundry and put it in there. I said, Eng, that's a dishwasher. <laughs> he says, I don't know. I never did laundry in my life, so go ahead. It works. But he, he, he was the greatest guy back, back then. If you notice Captain and Tennille, that's when we were on the the Sovereign. Remember yeah. the old Sovereign of the Seas days yeah. when they yeah. would always have the stars come on? And we'd, all, we'd always would sit in that corner, uh, corner table. Captain and Tennille were great. The star program in the 90s was great. Yeah. RCL was a great cruise line.
0: Well, hey, so so uh, so that's kind of where I knew you from because I started on the Ma- uh, Eric and I actually brought the Majesty out in '92. You know, we I worked backstage, and so we helped set your your act up and stuff, and whatever you needed backstage and everything. But um, give us a backstory of like what you did before you got on ship. I joined the New York City Police Department in
3: 1982. I worked my way up, uh, I became a detective. I worked in narcotics. And police work is always, you know, eight hours, seven and a half hours. It's mostly boredom, 30 minutes of excitement. So I would work like 12 to eight. I worked in Harlem and we would always lock up a couple of drug dealers here and there and we lock them in the cage. And that's when I started doing my comedy because here it is three o'clock in the morning. We're just hanging out. I would go in the cage and I would do Columbo to them and I would have a trench coat and it always would piss these guys off. I go, oh, geez, I hate the body. So this is not good for you. I I can reach your attorney. I did my chance on the drugs. And these guys would be yelling, hey, buh, 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 buh. and then sometimes I would go in as Red Fox, and that would really piss them off. <laughs> I'd walk and say, uh, uh, listen, uh, you big dummies, you're going to go down to drugs. <laughs> and, then, and then I developed, uh, you know, a comedy act, you know, because comedy is from truth. I had the opportunity to, you know, to vest out and retire, you know, at 10 years. And then I got my first job from Cellar Door Productions. I opened up for Air Supply. I got like 30 shows with them. And then the cruise ships came along. And then everything changed. I love those ships.
1: So did you start out on Royal? Was that
2: your first line that you worked for?
3: Yeah, start started out on Royal. And you probably remember... Remember the old song in Norway? I think I think it was. I think that was ship.
2: That's me. That's me. That's my first ship.
3: I think it was one. Cabin, cabin 315. No TVs, just Armed Forces Radio. Really? They we, had Armed Forces Radio on? Yeah. In the cabins, you, right. check, you think, this is Armed Forces Radio. That was all we had. And oh, then, wow. I, think was, I think it was the Emerald Seas or the Azure Seas, which was even older, but it was a great ship. Well, the portholes opened up, remember those?
1: Yeah, the old ships, the portholes oh, wow. up on the deck, up on the high upper decks, would open
3: up. Yeah, the crews were great. I mean, uh, we all hung out. Great cruise directors <clears throat> back then. I think there's Robin Jen. Oh, I remember Robin. Yeah, Bill, Bill Brunkhurst. I don't know. No, he. I heard and the name, like...
1: but I didn't work with him. Yeah, uh, the, the, be-
3: the best one is uh, Jeff Martin. Okay, and I was on the Majesty. Yeah. With yeah. you guys, I think for like four four months straight. Uh, I think Jim Orrie was on there and a couple other guys. Well, the, oh, the
2: so that's where I know you from. The magic. I've been racking my brain. Yeah, that that's why your name sounds so familiar. So we were on the ship together.
3: Yeah, and and, and my my thing back then was uh, that's because you're stupid. If you remember, that, that was my hook line.
0: I remember doing the Friday night. Oh, the adult claim, show.
2: I can claim that. Yeah,
0: that's the <laughs> adult show in the. Uh, was it paint your paint your heart paint your wagon paint your yeah, paint, paint your wagon was that your wagon. well he did he, I, I didn't you do a show you did like a a regular show for the passengers but then you did a, like a late night like where uh, uh you know where you were cussing stuff actually i think it was wednesday night we did the review show
3: i did like 15 minutes and say hey, folks uh friday night late night comedy 12 midnight in the big room and it was always packed like a thousand people yeah Cause that's when you had the midnight
0: buffet yeah those were the days that that was that was fun now, now they don't have any more you know food yeah. waste and stuff they, they just... do not have a midnight buffet no no even when we went on the reunion cruise they didn't have a midnight buffet they no, stopped that in that. the uh like 2000 or something well, but i don't normally you know,
1: have another meal at midnight so i mean i didn't notice i had no idea that they had stopped it i,
0: I don't know when they stopped doing it but a long time ago But I thought it was really funny because there was such a big food waste. But now instead of the Midnight Buffet, they opened up like four other restaurants where you can eat 24 hours a day. But 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 now you have to pay for it. You know, I mean,
3: Chop's Grill is great. Wasn't it a fantastic Saturday night? You go to the dining room and you get lobster tails.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we, Brad and I could not eat in the dining room. I can count on one hand the amount of times I actually ate in the dining room in over a five-year period. Really?
2: Yeah. Well, the good uh, thing about it. We, we, ate, we ate in the officer's mess, which no. wasn't too bad.
1: Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I can't complain because... We could order sometimes, depending on the ship, we could order from the dining room. Um, But actually, eating in the dining room, Brad, I don't know about you, but unless we were invited by like the hotel manager, I wasn't even allowed to. I think I was allowed, my parents sailed twice, and I think I was able to eat with them, I think, once um, in the dining room.
2: Right. Yeah. I very seldom I ate in the dining room, but I didn't miss it
3: because, hey, I ate in the officer's mess. So, I mean, it wasn't bad. The officer's mess had great food. You kidding me? It it was great because we ate at that corner table. All the
0: entertainers would eat and they'd get
3: the big stars that would
0: come down and they would eat. We never got to eat in the dining room on the majesty or the sovereign or the monarch. But when I went on my second ship, I went to the Nordic Empress. You know, I'm hanging out and I hadn't had a shower or anything. and I just put my blacks on. We're getting ready to go to the show lounge. And they're like, hey, we got to go eat first. I'm just like, "Okay." And they're like, you got to change. You got to look nice. And I'm like, what are you kidding me? Like to go to the the staff mess? And they're like, no, we eat in the dining room here. And I was like, "Okay." And so I had to look really nice. And then it was like a pain in the butt because you had to look nice to go eat in the dining room. And then we'd have to run back down, change clothes and then go to the show, you know, do the show. Some of the older ships, that was the case. I remember on
1: Song of America. There was no, like, I don't believe there was, like, a staff mess. And so, like, all the crew staff, all the, like, I remember the salon, the photographers, they all had to eat in the dining room every night. And it was just, uh, they they hated it because they had to dress up all the time. And they didn't want to get dressed up to just go have dinner. Like, you know, who wants to do that? The
3: Song of America, We remember, in the dining room, we always ate at those back tables. Right, yeah, yeah. Okay, because that's when we were doing New York to Bermuda. A great story about that. One of these people, uh, one of the entertainers was complaining about the food. This is no good, and the waiter will come by. And I'll never forget this. One of the chefs came out of the kitchen. This is is true. Had one of those uh, big meat cleavers and went like this to the guy right on the table. You don't like food! You don't eat again. And I swear <laughs> that I never complained about anything ever again. No soup for you. I think, yeah, could be. Maybe that was a guy that invented it. But I'm telling mm-hmm. you, the guy just kept complaining. Because when you're on a cruise ship, you just go with the flow. Don't complain. The guy came mm-hmm. out with the meat cleaver. Wow. What's I, I, was from what ship. I
1: remember, like dining, even dining room food, if you ate that same stuff every week and you were on for six months or seven or eight, as some of these people were on, it gets old. Like, you know, even if it is good food, but it's the same good food, you'd really do get tired of it. Like when I first joined, I that Song of America was my first ship. And I love the food. I thought, wow, this is fantastic. I get served. I get dessert. I love dessert. I get dessert all the time. I'll tell you three months in. The food was like... You're like steak and (laughs)
0: lobster again? Give me some of the brown cheese and fish.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, like I really yearned for a good cheeseburger. And back then the cheeseburgers on board were not really all that great. And I would just kind of be like... Uh, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready. Three, four months without a really good cheeseburger,
0: I was. I was ready. And that's why you hit in the islands and you go look for like a Burger King or like you know, Brad, like you were looking for. a I said a good cheeseburger, Mex, Mex, Mex. <laughs> well, you know, Burger King doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let me let me ask. So, how long have you been doing? I know you started in the uh, the police, um, the as a policeman in the in New York in the '80s. How long were you were you a comedian before that?
3: No, no, or, no, no. Or, I, I was just funny. If you if if you take police work, you got to figure that the, the most realistic show, believe it or not, is Barney Miller. Okay. <laughs> I love Barney Miller. I used to watch it all the time. Because that's the kind of cases and people that you meet. One time, uh I'm in the emergency room and there's a guy that had a uh a, a knife, a butter knife right through here. How do you right get a butter here? knife
1: through your head, through your yep. you know, right between your eyes?
3: Yep. And I'm like, "Hey man, what happened?" He's, just, "Oh man, my wife caught me cheating around. And, <laughs> and it, 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 you know, it didn't kill him, just went
0: right yeah. through. Sure, fixed his that's sinus why, problems.
3: And, I, and that's why I developed, you know, pre lobotomy. You know? Oh, man. And if you've, been, if you've been on the Song of America, you probably know about the, I don't know if I can, could, I could, remember we, we, we didn't have uh, TVs in the room?
1: No, they put them in during a dry dock. But if you went to the purses
3: desk, yeah, it had those two TVs on the side, remember?
1: Oh, those came in after I was on there. When I was on Song of America, there were no TV screens out there. They there was one TV screen in the chief purser's office that when I worked nights, I would put my feet up and turn the TV on because we used to get some TV in there and I could watch Love Boat reruns at night (laughs) while sailing on the cruise ship. But they didn't have those big TVs. Must have come on after because I did when I did Song of America. We were doing Western Caribbean, which was before the Majesty came out.
3: I think this is nineteen ninety five. Oh, yeah, and yeah. They, that's after I was on there. Okay. Yeah. You go you, you go at the person's desk, and there's two big, gigantic TVs. We're, we had the crew channel, remember? Oh, so yeah. one of the cruise directors, I don't, he passed away. I don't know if we can mention his name or not. He was like the king. Jamaica, he's always bringing people on board. And one night, like like 2.30 in the morning. And, you know, there's nothing really to do. So you're walking around, and sure enough, there's those two TVs showing having sex with two broads
1: oh man oh no that's right that's not he something i want to see
3: and it's on the crew channel so oh, we man. had to contact somebody say hey man you better like uh turn this shit off because people walking by there's the cruise director having sex with two broads. <laughs> oh, he was a, a an
0: unusual dude as we say yeah oh, he wow. was uh he, he, oh, was, for he, he was sure yeah see? he was a character that's for sure he was actually my cruise director on the on the last ship I was on was Song of America, but um, yeah, yeah, he was uh, he was
1: and he was a cruise director when I was on Song of America too. Yeah, back in '91 is when I started. and He was on there. Oh wow, That's, yeah, I guess that was
0: his ship. So hey, Stu. So let's uh, let's break into your some of your ship stories so we can hear some good, entertaining, exciting stories from a entertainer's uh, point of view. So uh, what do you got? Hi, my name
3: is Stu Moss, and this is my ship story. I'm
0: working New York
3: to Bermuda on the song of America. And you always gotta go through customs. So I happen to be working with another comedian. We get off the same time and we're gonna go back to New York. So as we go through customs, this, this wise ass opens up his mouth to the customs guys. Says, excuse me, you guys happen to be looking for like some cocaine and some illegal drugs? Oh no. And I'm like, hey, listen, <laughs> I tell the customs guy, look, I'm not with this guy. We work together. I'm going my way. He's going his way. Guy was always like a pain in the ass, this guy. Turns out when he would leave the ship, he went on a college tour and performed at a lot of colleges like I would do. So a couple of years later, they arrested him for having sex and raping, I think, 25 women. Oh, wow. His name was Vince Champ. And he was going
0: on. Hey, we've had this. Stevie, Stevie Baskins, you a DJ, told us about this guy on this. Yeah. On
3: 40. All right. So go on. Vince Champ raped like 25 women or more. He's doing I think he's doing I think he gets out in 2032. He would, you know, tell these girls, you know, I'm a preacher. God wants you to have sex with me. And they would say no. And he would rape these girls. And then he was trying to get back in, out of the country. So he almost got back on the ship when he was gonna go on there, but the feds arrested him. Good thing, cause if he would have stepped on that ship, they couldn't do anything about it. So they arrest him, they lock him up, and and all the comedians to show their respect for, for Vince Champ called up their agents and said, Listen, can we have Vince's dates that were booked in the future? Because he's not gonna be doing them anymore. <laughs>
1: Well, when you first started, I thought you were going to say, "Was that Bill Cosby?"
3: Oh, yeah. Well, I think he was the original <laughs> Bill Cosby. Original.
1: Well, I don't wow. know. Um, and,
3: wow, that's just crazy. And I was working celebrity, also celebrity cruise lines. They would pay you every week downstairs in cash, and you got the guy, you know, the uh, the staff captain, the other people, and the, you know, the entertainers. We made some good money. They would hand out the money, and they said, "Okay, you." Your entertainer. Yes, yes. This is uh for the one month. Said, no, no, no. <laughs> this is for the week. What this bullshit? For a week? <laughs> I don't make that in a month. I say, hey, I say I'm it's sorry, long man. Business. <laughs> uh, take up some comedy, you know? I don't like you. <laughs> own your own hey. your craft. <laughs> hey, well uh, go back to pushing that button. I gotta get out of here.
1: Honestly, as a purser we hated paying everybody else out because we could see how much people made and it was like we got paid crap i mean not crap compared to a lot of the crew but we did not get paid well obviously nowhere near as like the entertainers do which which is understandable um but still it was like you're paying people out you like, i can't believe how much these people are making.
3: <laughs> <That's right.
0: laughs> i only make 1700 a month you making
3: what well <laughs> exactly. you
0: know when we were we were on the when we were brought the majesty over and we were in New York and Jerry Seinfeld before the show Seinfeld came on and did the one, yeah. one 10 minute spot. It was just a very short spot, just that one 10 minute spot. Again, before Seinfeld, the show was, I think we paid him like $40,000. Like it was stupid. Yeah. I'm in the wrong business.
3: All the stars were making big money. Like Jack Jones, $25,000 for the week. Captain and Tennille, $25,000 a week. There was a comedian um, that said he wrote all of, bill cosby's routines you probably know who it is his name was don Ware. the name sounds said, familiar. yeah because yeah. when he would do his act he would do the uh the dentist bit and say that he wrote the bit so the funny thing is we never believed him anyhow so one time bill cosby was on the cruise doing a charter i remember that yeah. i was yeah. on board for that charter yeah, yeah i was I couldn't too. go see the shows no, we right? in. Right. Okay, yeah. he, nobody was allowed in. No. And the guy, no. Don Ware, who said he wrote all the material, Uh-oh. never left his cabin. Said he got <laughs> sick. Oh, man, I, I'm, I'm sick. I can't go out. I said, Bill well, Cosby's here. Oh, ah, tell him I said hi you know? <laughs> oh, that's too funny. I did work. You said uh, you work about the love boat. I actually was uh, the last entertainer to work on the uh, love boat. I think it was in the old Pacific Princess. Yeah, Pacific Princess out in two thousand two before they sold it. So I was
1: I I worked for Princess uh, Shoreside uh, from two thousand to twenty nineteen. So I worked on the crew side of you know scheduling, not the entertainers, but scheduling all the crew members. So I remember well when that ship sold. It was, I think they brought it back into service very briefly after nine eleven. They they took like a six month hiatus and then brought it back for a short period and and sold it.
3: Oh, I had a blast. I mean that that, that two thousand two was New York to Bermuda. With yeah. a great cruise director, Chris Nicholson. Chris Nicholson.
1: Oh, I know Chris very well. Yeah, yeah. A
3: great, a great guy.
1: Yeah, Chris is super nice, very sweet. He ended up moving Shoreside, and became uh, and worked on the the Shoreside Entertainment team for quite a few years. That's how I got to know him. Well, I used to do the the schedules for the cruise directors, so I got to know them all. And then Chris came Shoreside. Chris is a great guy.
3: Yeah. And then I worked with him uh, on the Tahitian Princess when that first came out for like three months. In Bora Bora, it was amazing.
1: Oh, that that I'll tell you, Tahitian princess. I took that cruise. That was wonderful out there, wasn't it?
3: Oh, it was fantastic. I think it was a ten-day cruises. I was there for three yeah. months. That Wait, had to was, be the old Renaissance
2: that? ships, right? It
3: was. That's correct. That was, yeah. yeah,
2: that was one of the ships that I brought out from the shipyard from uh, France to Tahiti. Yep. Did yep. when what you Do you remember what year you were there on Tahitian? That was two thousand
1: and three. Oh wow! I just oh. missed you. I sailed in two thousand four on there. I absolutely loved it. Wonderful. I, I sailed on there as a as a passenger, but one of my best cruises that I ever took as a guest. Amazing! Just beautiful place.
3: Yeah, because we, we we were in Bora Bora. I happened to meet this guy. They had all these jet skis, and we all went on jet skis every time we went to Bora Bora. We taken jet skis. It was great.
0: Yeah, be cool. I've never been never
3: been over. There. Oh,
1: you need to do that one, uh, uh, Scott. It's it's an amazing cruise we stayed a couple
0: <laughs>
1: Brad's nights before. like yeah whatever but well but you 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 sailed on there for a long time it's a little different from doing it once and yeah.
2: well yeah that's that's right i mean if you're there for a year yeah that's very It different. gets a little old yeah it it's, is it's like oklahoma no. but with banana trees nothing like <laughs> oklahoma
3: but <laughs> well, you got oklahoma oklahoma's license plate it says Oklahoma is okay. Yeah. that's what it says on the plate. Not great. That's about right. Yeah. that's yeah. that's, it's, ac- it's that's just okay. 100% accurate. okay.
2: One hundred percent accurate.
3: Florida, the that's Sunshine 8. State. New York, the Empire State. Oklahoma, we're just eh,
0: okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's just
3: okay. <laughs> I was in North Dakota one time. It must have been like eighteen degrees below zero. A cop pulled me over for speeding, and he says, "Get out of the car." I said, "No, you get out of the car. Get out of the car." You get out of car. Okay. Have a nice day.
1: Yeah, that's way too much. That's not okay. <laughs>
3: it's
0: yeah. not okay.
3: My favorite story is remember when we went to St. Thomas? Mm-hmm. That'd
0: be like what fourteen ships there. Uh, I, I was in St. Thomas on the Monarch.
1: I think. Oh, I did on the Sovereign and Monarch. Sovereign was overnight, which was a, a lot of fun.
3: Wow, that's awesome. I'm a, I'm a, I'm on the uh, the Majesty, and we're in St. Thomas. It's so crowded. And I'm walking, I happen to bump into this guy. And he says, why don't you watch where you're going, you big idiot? I said, hey, sorry, you know, place is packed. I didn't mean to do it. Yeah, well, don't do it again. And I finally said, excuse me, are you in the majesty of the seas? He says, no, I'm not. I said, well, no, go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Got to cover,
0: Got your, the, trans- cover the comic cards. <laughs> it's spoken
1: like a true
3: New Yorker. That's true,
1: hey. Hey, yeah. you know, so, whereabouts in New York uh, are you from, or do you live? Well, you live in Florida
3: now, you said, right? I, I live in Florida now. I'm originally yeah. from Brooklyn, and I oh, moved cool. to moved to Long Island, and now I live down here in uh, in Florida, where I own a talent agency. Yeah, I'm booking comics, you know, singers into the adult communities. You know, 55 and older. Yeah. But you never yeah. want to work Century Village. Oh, Century Village, the one in Orlando? No, this is in West Palm Beach. The, oh, the West average, Palm Beach. You know the old joke: the average age is deceased, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like no, performing I, at Century Village, West Palm Beach was like performing at Madame Tussauds Wax Museum.
1: <laughs> I can just imagine. Isn't there, there's a former cruise director that I, isn't it, who's working in one of those?
2: Rich Joseph.
1: Is it Rich Joseph?
3: Yeah. Is that the one? Yep.
2: Yeah. In Florida.
1: Yeah. 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 That's he funny. Works.
3: My neighbor lives next to Rich Joseph and and just last week he mentioned that he's working in this adult uh, facility.
2: Yeah, oh, did, does doesn't Rich have the bingo card uh, painted on his driveway?
3: I don't know. I I know that he sold his house.
2: I know that Rich used to have a bingo card painted on his driveway because <laughs> that's how man. he made his money. I mean, you, you remember uh, Eric? How much money we made on bingo back in the Majesty days? And oh, and the cruisers made ten times what we did.
3: I remember Saturday night they would play bingo. It's eight thousand dollars to the winner. Yeah, oh
1: yeah, we. Had several More that were over 10 grand that were between 10 and 15. Yeah I just was like it was crazy back then how how big that well that it was eight,
0: was eight grand to the passenger but it was like you know <laughs> eleven to the cruise director <laughs> <laughs> and the cruise director kept all that money
1: the cruise directors back then made bank on the on the bingo like yeah bank they, they would make and that's why they pushed it so hard um I mean we like let's, let's say we would make like four or five hundred bucks a week just off bingo and that's the yeah. pursers and i would just work like one or maybe two bingo events and so you can imagine the cruise directors we were at the very bottom at the, of the totem pole and we were which back then four or five hundred bucks a week we it was like extra above our salary we were thrilled we would fight to do bingo sessions i mean they were weekly making thousands thousands of dollars per week on top of their salary when did the cruise like
3: wake up and and keep the money themselves uh right after this podcast
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean they were making really big bonuses like this commission bonuses because they were bringing in so much money. They just they just figured out, and I think the, the company probably eventually figured out like, hey, these splits are a little bit too high. We're paying out way too much. Probably,
0: I guess it stopped when things kind of went digital and all of the stuff, you know, all the handwriting notes and stuff went all digital where they could track and, and see and monitor exactly what was going through across, under, to the side. So let me ask you, like, while you're doing your uh, comedy bits and stuff, like, did you ever get, like, heckled really bad? or how do you handle a heckler or like it was a
3: rccl ship they flew me in just to do like some late night show john blair's the cruise director he's still on um, yeah john and and there's a guy in the front there's a guy in the front not laughing you know so i'm, I'm picking on him you know bah, 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 bah. <clears throat> after the show his family comes over and they come and they complain you know he just had a heart attack last week well what the hell are you doing sitting in the front row at a comedy <laughs> show you don't get any hecklers you know, uh, but the, the guy was basically was like on his way out, you know, drooling, you know, hecklers on the ships. I haven't That's had that many hecklers. Because I would good. think
1: that people would get pretty drunk from time to time on on ships. And I know it's not quite Carnival or Carnival Australia, Pino Australia or something like that. But still, I mean, we would get pretty like pretty drunk people, whether it was passengers or crew, but they would be like during some of the shows. So I would think they eventually sometimes would get pretty like rowdy or heckle or.
3: I had a couple, but you know, you just tell them to be quiet. You know, this isn't Carnival Cruise Line, so just be enjoy yourself. You know, <laughs> Carnival is the worst cruise line. You know. So what One are the cruise lines that did you work, work on Carnival? One day. <laughs> well, this is true. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. Okay, so I'm supposed to pick up the ship in the Bahamas. All right, so they said, well. Uh, the next one, before that, I was supposed to pick up in Cancun. So they said, hey, look, there's a flight from Miami right to Cancun. Said, no, no, no. We have to fly it from Miami to Texas, Dallas. And then Dallas, we fly it straight to uh, to Cancun. Wait, what are you, crazy? So I did that. The next time I flew into the Bahamas, I said, where's my cabin? It was behind like the person desk where the laundry is. It was an inside cabin. I said, look, man, this is the Bahamas. I'm going home. And that was it. I left. I said, that's it. I'm done.
1: And what other cruise lines did you work? Well, you mentioned uh, Princess. Princess Celebrity. in
3: to America. Oh, town no, of America, America too. was great. Even though they were old, the mm-hmm. cabins that give you a great. I, I did uh, three 14-day cruises, uh, New Zealand to Australia. So it came out to uh, 42 days. Wow. You know how many days I worked? Three.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, well, I mean, if you consider the... Trying to fly you back and forth would be way too expensive. So they just figured, well, I'll just leave them on there. And
3: Back then, I was working like 40, 45 weeks a so year. It was great. And then 2007, I saw a, a change was coming. A lot of guys weren't working as much. They were cutting things out. And that's when I opened up my company down here in Florida. Because a lot of comics that were getting like 15, 20 weeks, were are only getting like maybe four or five for the whole year. So I, I opened up this company. And the last ship I went on was the MSC Davina. Oh, yeah. I did the inaugural you know, cruise. I was there for like two weeks. It's a nice
0: ship. Yeah. When was that? Uh,
2: Explain, because I don't know. Eric knows, but I don't. You've know. You've
1: never heard of MSC? Oh, M- that's, MSC.
2: That's, okay. Yeah, that's M-S-C, uh,
0: Charlie. Um, Charlie. It's what?
1: English, no. right? No, it's Italian. No, I think it's a... I think it's, it's oh, Italian. it's Italian. Yeah, so they are the owner of that company is like one of the wealthiest shipping companies in the world, or owns one of the wealth, you know, one of the biggest shipping companies of the world. So this is almost like a side business that I think that his wife wanted to start, so he agreed to like start this. And so they've just like pumping out ships like crazy. They have a lot of ships now. They have, they're quite a few and they're,
0: they're pretty big now. You remember but Charlie, Mac- Charlie Italian. McDonald is that uh, works on there. The oh, youth counselor. He? Or, well, he was a youth counselor on Majesty, But he's, he's a, a VIP or something for MSC. I've, for MSC? I've
2: heard uh, not great things about MSC. There's lots of, uh yeah, there's no, lots it, of comments. Yeah. yeah. There's lots of comics. crew. There's lots of crew comments about the working conditions and all this stuff that, you know, there's there's some complaints that have been flooding around. I I mean, I don't know. I've never, I'm
3: not. I've never been
0: on one of their ships either. So, Stu, how how was it on the MSC?
3: Hey, it was great. They they just flew me in to do the late night show. Place was packed, and then uh, all the other times, everything was a review show, different type of re- review shows. The food was not that bad. I was the only comic, and then they decided not to have a comedian anymore. They they just do review shows.
1: You think that that would be more expensive? Oh, maybe not, but. The review shows, you know, I mean, they're not bad and stuff, but they get a little old.
0: Uh, I was just going to say, so of the of the different cruise lines that you worked on, who who would you say has the best food? Uh, the best food,
3: honestly, for me, was Princess, because you never had to go to the dining room. You never had to sit with the passengers. They would have like the, the, the you, you can eat dinner, lunch every 24 hours a day. Uh, it, it was great. You know, RCCL is great, too. But now when you go on there, they charge you, I think, like $18 a day for tips a lot of guys don't want to pay for the tips they charge you for the room too and you know you have to eat the dining room or whatever but uh in my opinion princess had the best food Yeah, hey, that's good and they yeah. had really good hamburgers they do they have the best pizza they have really good pizza on there. that's right the, the pizzeria was, was fantastic about deck seven i mean the yeah. food was phenomenal yeah the food was good on that on that ship um, when we used to when we used to work the ships they would say okay hey uh your show's on tuesday and friday enjoy the cruise and we were like passengers you lay out Mm -hmm. in the sun you have a good time you know now if you work like the big ships the uh harmony uh what the oasis the comics have to work 19 shows 19 yeah holy cow is
1: it because they just put them in like a comedy venue a small venue so you do more shows so that all those passengers have a different passengers get a chance to see is it the same you have to do the same show
3: right the same show like you said it's a comedy comedy little venue seats like 150 people so it becomes like a job okay. I so, so on the Dude. shows
0: doing that in too many shows whether it's 12 or 19 shows like it, is it just like spots of like 10 15 minutes i mean surely you don't have to do 30 or 45 minutes you know 15 times or yeah, you do it you do
3: it 30 minutes that's a lot of material Yeah, Come and on. then and then seven o'clock then okay then it's a nine o'clock show then on on the seed days It's an 11 o'clock show. You never get a chance to enjoy yourself. But the greatest cruise ship story ever told. Now, this was told also by uh, (laughs) Jerry Seinfeld and Steve Martin in comics, riding in cars.
1: Oh, yeah. I love that. Uh, What is it? Getting coffee. It's something to do with coffee. Coffee and
0: and, uh, Riding in the car with coffee and coffee. Riding in the car is getting coffee. This yeah is something great,
1: like that <laughs> we just butchered all that but go, we everybody gets it yeah everybody will get
3: it if you actually watch the episode with steve martin they're actually talking about this comic it's a legendary story it, it's the peter fogel cruise ship story and pete's a good friend of mine um and this is how i heard the story he was doing some like european uh cruise ship he gets on and the uh the cruiser up to meets him and says, Hey, your show is like tomorrow. Uh he says, Well, who's the star? The star is Anna Maria albergetti So you know we're going back many years.
0: No idea who that she is.
3: She does <laughs> she does a great job. And then, you know, he complains to the cruise director, you know, how come she gets a suite? I'm supposed to be the star. So then Peter Fogel does his show and then the cruise director calls him up says, Anna Maria Alboguete loved your show. She thought you were great. And she wants to give you her suite because she's going to be leaving tomorrow. That's great. What do I do? So the cruise director says, look, pack your bags and tomorrow, 10 o'clock, meet me up on the deck and we'll move you right into the suite. And he's like, wow, this, this is great. He Wakes up the next morning, packs his bags, goes up on the deck. There's the cruise director and a helicopter. And the cruise director tells Pete, get in the helicopter and get the fuck off my ship. And they airlift him off the ship. That's the greatest cruise story ever told. And, it's, and it was also told by Seinfeld and Steve Martin. And Peter Fogle to this day, won't tell you if it happened or not.
1: Oh, wow. I've never heard of like airlifting somebody off to get them off the freaking ship. Besides,
0: it doesn't seem. I got to ask what, what happened? Like, like I, 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 I was lost somewhere in that entire story. He complained that he should have been the star. Oh, and
3: he wanted okay. he wanted the sweet instead of Scott's the sweet. Uh, Scott's a little small. slow, you know. Uh, no. Oklahoma is also I'm, slow, right? Yeah, yeah we're, we're just. I'm <laughs> just. Yeah, like, I'm
2: slow as well. Yeah. I'm
3: just okay.
2: <laughs>
1: They're not getting it. Yeah, he's just okay. He's yeah, drinking something after- out of there. I don't know. It could be him, yeah. really Maybe
0: this should be Long Island tea and not regular tea. Imagine
1: <laughs> after he turns 55. Geez. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dude, we just, uh, we're at the tail end here, so we got uh, two or three minutes left. You got any other fun stories, any uh, favorite stories that you can remember? Did you ever almost miss the ship at a port or oh, something?
3: I missed a ship once. Jack Jones screwed me. <laughs> we flew we flew Miami to San Juan, and I didn't realize the clocks had to be turned like ahead an hour or something, because we were going yeah. from San Juan to Barbados. And I'll never forget Jack Jones. I said, hey, Jack, w- w- what time is it? He goes, hey eh, whatever, it was like 1230. But it really was. It was 1 30. I get to the gate, missed the ship. I had to call, oh, I had to call Robin Cahill. And Robin, I, I didn't realize it was a time change. She says, all right, don't worry about it. We'll get your hotel. And I came in the next day. Jack Jones. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm going to get you. <laughs> and Jack Jones got his. 1976, I think, what the, the Love Boat came out. And Aaron Spelling, Paul Williams, and I think uh, Peter Asher, they wrote the song The Love Boat. And they told Jack, Jack, we want you to record this song. So well, what do you mean? What's it for? I so, said, it's about cruising. Well, I don't know what's about cruising. It's like, what, 76? I'll tell you what. We'll pay you 10,000 cash to sing this song about The Love Boat or we'll give you a percentage of whatever this whole thing is. Jack goes, I'll take the percentage. Oh, sorry. He says, I'll take the 10 grand. Right. He gets 10 grand cash. He lost that on millions of dollars. Wow. Uh, Ouch. We got your back. (laughs) I I missed that. That that boat just because of him. Oh, Oh, wow. But I had a Uh, great career. I I love working the ships. Here I am talking to you years later. When we worked together, you know, I was never a pain in the ass. My well, six Scott? sex wife thinks so, you thing. Know.
2: Yeah, I was going
1: to
3: say, yeah. hey, Scott, really?
2: You were <laughs> well, never a pain in the ass because you're an entertainer. So <laughs> I think you were probably a pain I in definition. the ass at yeah, least yeah. once. Well,
0: I was pretty easy. A microphone and a glass of water. Yeah, Well, I was oh, going to okay. say uh, now, now, because we worked backstage and we had the writers from hell, like Jerry Lewis and, and the, Tim, you know, the uh, the platters and all that kind of stuff. And, and granted, they were fun, but they were, you know, a whole band of Motown, you know, stuff that we had to deal with. But of the single entertainers, really, the two that I can remember that was the easiest was uh, Stew, And and you just had like a, a chair and a microphone stand and like you said, a glass of water. And that was it. In the center stage, uh, what's his name? David Brenner. He didn't want anything. He was like, ah, you know, if you bring me, a, you know, a, a glass of cognac or something before I go on, I, I'm good to go. And that was it. And I was like, we love this guy. David, we'll, we'll, David we'll do whatever you guys want.
3: David Brenner was great. I'll tell you a Jerry Lewis story. This is true. Sovereign of the seas. He's filming, you know, getting prepared for that Labor Day telethon. And I'm at the entertainment table with uh, Fred Travellina. Oh, yeah. Okay, And Jerry, Jerry comes over. Hello, Fred. How are you? Hey, Jerry. How you doing? Hey, Jerry. Stewie Moore, Say hi. Hey, Jerry. How you doing? Uh, you know, big fan. I got a CD. Could you sign it to me? He says, hey, you want to be my friend? I said, I got it. Leave you alone? You got it. And then I'm eating my dinner. He's still talking to to Fred. I say, Jerry, why don't you get lost? I'm trying to eat my dinner. You're making too much noise. (laughs) (laughs) He looks at me, and then he leaves. And Fred goes, what the hell did you do that for? He he upset me. You know, it's my idol, Jerry Lewis, you know? Then he comes back 10 minutes later. He sits next to me. He starts doing, go, hi, 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 yeah, The lettuce." He's throwing his stuff, you know. Because I gave him a hard time, he was nice to me. And he did sign that CD. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's but cool. hey, Jerry Lewis it was my idol. And then when Jeff Martin was on board, Martin he would take Lewis. a picture. And he said, this is the first time that Martin and Lewis are back together. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, Jeff Martin hey, Scott, actually I was like, that? Is that,
3: is that a Salvador Dali behind you? Uh, that's a Matisse. Did you buy it on the ship like me? No. <laughs>
0: oh, I like do remember it. the the park the Park West galleries. They had like you know Picasso etching that was you know like really small, and then like a dolly or you know there were some. And I don't know if they were real dollies or if they were prints or lithograph or serograph or whatever all that stuff is. I never understood that whole art thing, and if they were you know, but they were still really expensive. So. No, I didn't buy any, any art on the ship. I, I did steal one from the majesty. I mean, I borrowed one. We won't say
3: anything about that. You know, I'm glad we had this opportunity to, to catch up. I mean, Hey, uh, and I wish you more success with that. It's a it's a great podcast. Well, oh, thanks, man. Thanks. I appreciate Thank it. Th- thanks for yeah, it's coming on. It was uh,
0: really great to have you. And sorry yes, I couldn't for make it the last time. Great to see you. Great to talk with you. We will talk soon, and and uh, this episode should be out here in the next uh, couple of weeks. Great. I look forward to listening to it, and hopefully, I, I did a good job. And by the
3: way, how much money do I get for this?
0: Oh, oh shit i just looked at you get not, exactly
2: as much as we do, we do. for yeah, this exactly
0: <laughs> well pro- probably less i I forgot to hit record so uh i know <laughs> good to well, see you man
3: wish you all the best all right thank you all, right. all the Thanks best too. take right.
0: care see you
2: thank you ciao ciao oh that was cool. fun
3: yeah, yeah oh that yeah
2: was fun. oh it's always fun having okay, comedians so, on they yeah. do a great job <laughs> it's just hit play right and just,
1: yeah You know, the funny thing is that I worked with him, obviously, on on several ships, and I don't know, but I just don't remember at all. There's a few things, and obviously, I didn't, as an entertainer, I wouldn't have had really much interaction with him uh, at all. I used to see the shows uh, all the time, and... It, he's vaguely familiar, but for some
0: reason, I just it's not. You would remember him if he had all dark hair, and a, he he wore jeans and a, a blazer jacket. That was pretty much about it. Yeah, he's pretty funny. Funny funny, how, oh yeah, you, you'd know him if he had dark hair. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, the ship is about to set sail, which brings us to an end for today. We hope that you enjoy the podcast. For bonus audio, and if you would like to see this podcast and video, please visit our YouTube channel, my Ship Story. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram as My Ship Story. Don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member, and if you have a story that you would like to tell, or if you'd like, you can email us your story for us to read on the air. Email us at My at Yahoo.com. That's My Ship at Yahoo.com. Goodbye for now, and be sure to tune in next week, same time, as we'll have a new podcast every Monday. Bon voyage!